Hi everyone, I'm Aditi Changani, the host, and I'm on a mission to find your ideal career on Grow Up. Hello listeners, and welcome to another episode of Grow Up. Today's episode will be very similar to the career path that we discussed last episode regarding education. So today, I am interviewing a professor who has the highest rank of teaching since they've mastered that subject. I felt that it was only appropriate to have a professor since they are the ones who help advance us in the field that we're most passionate about. So today I will be interviewing Dr. Naranjani Patel, who is a professor of engineering at San Jose State University. For over 17 years, she's been teaching at SJSU, but prior to that, for 12 years, she was teaching at the University of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and the University of Central Florida for a year. Stay tuned as Dr. Patel will give us more insight about her career and why she loves being a professor. Welcome, Dr. Patel. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Aditi, for giving me this opportunity to talk about myself and my career and all that. Uh, We can start now. Yes. First of all, thank you so much for agreeing to do this. I know you've been extremely busy over the summer with summer classes and adjusting to everything online, so thank you. Thank you. Okay, let's get started. The first question is, could you let me and the listeners know a little bit more about you? Okay, I I was born and raised in India, and when I was growing up, I had heard great things about educational facilities in, in, uh, in America. So I always wanted to come to America for advanced studies. So after completing my master's degree in statistics uh, from India, I came to America. And then I pursued uh, advanced degrees uh, here in America, master's and doctoral degree. So I started with my master's degree in systems engineering from University of Illinois, Chicago. And then I worked for about one and a half year at uh, World Book Encyclopedia as an operations research analyst for one and a half year. But very quickly into this professional career, six months into it, I realized that I I think I belong to academic world and I needed to go back to uh, school for my PhD. And uh, I went, went back to school. Uh, and uh, applied to Georgia Tech uh, for my PhD in industrial and systems engineering. So I got my PhD from there, uh, took five years, and then I started my faculty position actually at University of Tennessee, Knoxville, in uh, College of uh, uh, Management, College Business College, uh, Department of Management. So. Uh, so that's how it is. So my professional background is basically I have degrees in statistics and then uh, industrial and systems engineering because industrial and systems engineering is closely related to statistics. Mm-hmm. So I decided to go into further my education in industrial and systems engineering. Thank you. I love how you had this little moment where you were deciding between business and teaching and you chose teaching. So my question for you is, how did you know teaching was your passion? Okay, so this is very interesting. Actually, when I was uh, doing my master's at University of Illinois, Chicago, towards the end of my uh, master's degree, my uh, master's thesis advisor asked me to apply for a PhD 
program uh, because he saw the skill, skills in me that students would appreciate. So he said I should consider seriously consider getting a PhD degree. But that time I wasn't sure. So I, I said, no, I would like to go out and work. So I decided to go out. But then very quickly, I realized that, you know, I, I think uh, business is not a career for me. I think I like academic world. And since my childhood, I loved being with students and helping them out. So I thought this is a right thing to do. So that's when when he asked, uh, I called him up and he I, I talked to him and he said, yes, he would be happy to write me a recommendation letter. And he suggested that I applied to Georgia Tech for my PhD. The two reasons, it's a, they have excellent, they had an excellent program in industrial systems engineering. And second thing is, he said that you grew up in warm weather, so you will enjoy being in Atlanta. Uh, since it has similar weather. So that's when I applied and I got admitted and went to Georgia Tech. So I did not know always that I wanted to teach, but I liked being with students. I loved being in educational institutions. So when my professor told me to do and uh, later on, I realized on my own that teaching is would be the career for me. So that's when I decided to go back to school and pursue my doctorate degree and enter education profession. Oh, that's so heartfelt. I love how your educator, your teacher gave you that little push towards your pathway with your help. So that I think is so important to have. Correct. Yes, absolutely. So you've been talking a little bit about your education. Could you go more in depth of... What is your educational background and what are some essential classes that you would recommend for any students considering becoming a professor, also someone who's considering going into the industrial engineering field? Okay, yeah. So, you know, at universities, you know, most of the universities actually these days, they require a doctoral degree for becoming a professor at a university. So you start out as an assistant professor after getting your doctoral degree uh, at a university. Uh, so basically, yes, the strong academic background is required. Uh, I started my career as a statistician, I mean, not career, I would say the educational uh, training in statistics, and I loved math and statistics, so that was good. And then I, when I came over here, I didn't want to continue statistics, I, want, I was more looking for applications of statistics. So industrial and systems engineering is a field that uses a lot of uh, statistics uh, in, because they apply the statistical knowledge in uh, process improvements, uh, help improve productivity, uh, minimize waste and uh, other things, uh, improve quality. Uh, so basically, industrial engineers are the efficiency engineers. They try to make best use of resources, efficient use of resources, and try to maximize profit or minimize cost. So almost any kind of institution can use uh, knowledge of industrial engineering. So I basically got my a master's uh, also in operations research from Georgia Tech as a, in a, as a freebie, I would say, because I did so much of coursework at uh, Georgia Tech that I got master's in operations research as well from there. So the strong background is very important if you want to be 
a professor also broader background helps because then it helps you to teach a variety of uh, courses uh, and also of course you become more knowledgeable so that is good and also you know if you have industry experience that would be good too actually these days universities prefer sometimes that if they find individuals with you know uh, industry experience because they can bring that knowledge to the class you know practical knowledge to the class so that is also good so that's uh, uh, that that's what i would like to say so you've mentioned having a strength in math or statistics when considering industrial engineering now what are other strengths that you would recommend professors have when entering the field of education or specifically in your case engineering well i will talk about in general engineering right because uh, you could be uh, like students may be interested high school students may be interested in maybe they want to pursue a, a career in engineering but they are not sure of which field of engineering they are interested in so of course you know getting into college if you have a good background in math science that's very very good chemistry physics and mathematics okay so these calculus calculus algebra and so on so those uh, that kind of uh, background would definitely help when you enter engineering uh, college and once you are in engineering you are not sure that which engineering major you would like to take so they, we have a course called introduction to engineering so in that course you know students get exposed to different engineering fields like mechanical electrical chemical uh, computer software and so on <clears throat> so then you know they because they get exposed to a little bit of all fields so then they can decide they can choose which field interests them the most so they can choose career that way also <clears throat> talking to professionals help if if they can talk to few individuals in variety of background uh so they can that can it can also help make a decision uh also i think mo- most important thing is whatever you choose to do you should love to do or you should have passion to do that thing okay because you are going that you are going to have a career in that so you would like to make sure that you really love to do what you are going to choose Those are some really good strengths to keep in mind and I love how you specifically targeted engineering because engineering is such a vast field and whatever field you go into you really need to understand that you should also have strengths in those certain fields. Also as a professor you also mentioned just being there for your students which I think is very important. Correct. Yes, absolutely. That's very important. Okay, moving on. The next question is What does a daily routine look like for a professor? How has things changed because of COVID? Oh, okay, that's a good question. For professors, you know, daily schedule typically we don't have exactly the same day, the same type of thing going on every day because we as professors, we are to do we have to develop and participate in three different areas. teaching service and research so teaching maybe you may be teaching monday wednesday friday or you may be teaching on tuesday thursday or you may be teaching all days but most of the times we teach maybe three times a 
three days a week or two days a week. So the days we teach, we have we may have office hours, so we may have classes. Then other days we may be preparing for the classes, uh, advising students, you know, undergraduate students as well as graduate students on their projects, thesis. Uh, and uh, research as a, uh, on our own because we we are required to do publications and we would love to do that because we are trained to do this uh, research and uh, teaching and all that. So research, uh, we spend time in doing research uh, during this uh, whenever we find time. So our typical day does not have a regular schedule like 9 to 12, you do teaching and then 12 to 3, you do service and then 3 to 5, you do research. So not like that, because it all depends upon what your teaching schedule is like, you know, how you set up your office hours. Academic freedom is there a lot because you can control your own hours, the teaching hours, as long as you are giving some minimum number of hours. Uh, so in office hours, we help students out with their questions. Uh, sometimes we help them out with their question, career, you know, professional counseling uh, and a variety of things. So that's what we do uh, as uh, during our office hours. And uh, outside office hours, we really are free. We, we decide what we want to do. So we schedule our own time for doing, taking care of our own things. So as, as a pro, I, I'm currently, you know, 50% on administrative type of work and 50% I'm teaching so, and, and service. So 50% of uh, the administrative type, you know, I'm, I'm managing a master's degree program in engineering management. So that means that from beginning, starting from admissions, all the way to, you know, advising, taking care of the paperwork and, uh, all, all, uh, all those things uh, that that's considered as just managing master's degree program. And then I also do, uh, I'm a, actually a point person for assessment of uh, programs, our engineering undergraduate and graduate programs that our department offers. So I'm, I'm basically assessment coordinator for the department. So for I prepare the reports, uh, uh, assessment reports for the professional bodies, you know, like uh, the uh, ABET for uh, accreditation body for engineering and technology called ABET. You know, we get reviewed every six years. So we I prepare report for that. Uh, and for that, we have to continuously work, you know, collect data, assess data and make decisions. I mean, or changes in the program curriculum depending upon the industry needs and uh, based upon the assessment results. So so these are the type of things uh, I spend a lot of time in when I do my administrative type of work. It really amazes me to see the perspective of an educator. As a student, we just kind of expect work to come to us, just get it graded, to learn, but just to see how much educators put into their work to help us it's just so amazing, and I'm so grateful to all the educators out there, and especially you, taking time out of your busy schedule to do this interview with me, Thank you. and also just being such an amazing professor. Bridging off the last question, what do you prefer more, online teaching or in-person teaching? Yeah, I'm sorry, I forgot to mention about how the life changed after COVID-19. It's okay, thank you. Yeah, in March, I guess, I believe it was second week, we were all told that 
you you cannot come to campus we give you one week to get trained and you will have we are class we are moving to online classes so here we were you know we many of us did not have any teaching experience uh, online teaching experience so you know less than a week we, we we had some training and very quickly we started learning to teach on using zoom you know we were a zoom platform so that we we learned that very quickly thank god everything went fine you know i think in our training uh, doctoral degree program training they try to teach us uh, uh, you know so, so that we can adapt to things very quickly if things change we, we are trained to do that so we we were able to do that i think what is it it took long time you know to to prepare for the classes as opposed to in person classes because in in person you are you are in front of students a lot of things you can do better when you are in front of students than when you are using technology to teach you know like a zoom platform to teach so so that was a little bit challenging so i had to put in more time creating spending more time to prepare slides and with uh, engineering type of thing you have lots of equations and all that so took us some time to prepare those notes and all that and then after that the second challenging thing was setting up exams mm-hmm. online so if you have multiple choice true or false type of things it's very easy to set up exams online but when you are doing like problem solving even teaching problem solving i can i am or i love do, to do problem solving interactively in the class yeah. but that was not available anymore so i try to do as much as possible online with the chat box open and so on and so forth um, but <clears throat> that quest setting up questions you know how do i how do i set up exam so that there will not be digital cheating and also students will have a fair opportunity to do the work time enough time and then i i can see what they have done because i like to see you know i don't like to see their final answer if it's a quantitative problem solving then i like to see the methodology that they have used because many times final answers are not correct but then methodology is correct so they get we have to we like i like to give partial credits for that so i have to see their work so we had to kind of figure out how we can do that and we can prevent digital cheating you know so that took me some time to learn uh, work with couple of colleagues and we brainstormed and we came up with a system so now it's a very well developed system as far as my courses are concerned so it's now it's very easy but but setting up exam takes lot more time online than if i were to t- go in class and give hard copies of exams you know that was that's much easier so i think many students you know they, uh, some uh, i would say some students prefer in class you know in person and some of them are very very ha- happy and you know they are quickly adopted online learning and they were fine with it but on the other hand there were quite a few that really needed in person contact and they thought that they learned better if it is in learn in person classes than online classes so and i i kind of see that by because i know that interactions are much better 
when we I when I go in person and teach, uh, I, I even I feel much happier when I am in front of students because I, even when I look at their facial expressions, I know whether what I have discussed or what I'm doing is going in the right direction. Students are keeping up with me or not. I know you also told me how you've been also providing office hours just to make sure our learning is going all smoothly. And I don't know how much to stress this, that I'm just so grateful about how much work all educators put in. And I'm just so, so grateful for all the work everyone puts in. So thank you so much. Thank you, Aditi. Thank you so much. You know, students like you keep us going, you know. Oh, thank you so much. That's so sweet of you to say. And thank you just for being an amazing educator. Now we're inching towards our last few questions. What advice would you give students who are still confused about what field that they would like to pursue? Uh, I, as I, uh, I think if for engineering career, I, I, it's, a, it's good if they take AP classes in math and science. That would help them. Uh, it will give them head start. Uh, I think college is quite different from high school. Uh, a college, we expect students to be more independent. Uh, it's less hand-holding. Uh, so uh, the more prepared you are, the better off you are. Uh, then also uh, you want to, as I mentioned earlier, that uh, if you are not sure of which career, of uh, which engineering you want to move into, then you can also... Uh, participate in, you know, I mean, summer camps, right? I mean, there are some some places that they bring students on campus and uh, have them exposed to uh, some careers. So uh, you can participate in that. Uh, you know, I don't know if you did it, if they take you on some, sometimes I see students coming on campus tour. So that, that and then open house. Open house is a very good way of becoming familiar. We have excellent open house. You know, we hold in spring, uh, and students come with parents and visit our. So at that time, we have our labs open. You know, all these uh, showcase things that we have. Uh, we display that. We have professors available to talk to them from different disciplines. So I think open house is an excellent way of. Uh, decide helping you decide you know what you want to do. yes i definitely feel these are some great resources you should use when figuring out what field you would like to go to along with that you listening to this podcast right now is an amazing resource to use for you to get more knowledge about certain fields along with that you can find some strengths like dr patel loved math and she thought maybe engineering could be her field. yes yeah yeah so math, right math math is a uh, it was something I loved a lot. So I, I got into statistics. Statistics is a sister of mathematics. So statistics. And I love working with numbers, you know, and data. Data speak to me, you know. So I love working with data, trying to, you know, what is hidden information in the data? What can I learn from this data? And how can we use this information to solve engineering decision-making problems? Okay. Now the last question for today. What is it about your job that makes you want to get up every morning and do what you do? Oh, I love what I do. <laughs> that love for what I do makes me get up every day and go to work. 
Uh, I love being with the students. I love talking to them. I love uh, to spend time with them, you know, discussing about professional careers and uh, help them develop professionally. Uh, so, and, and, you know, just I love what I do. I love to teach. I love being with students. Uh, I, I, that, that's what keeps me going. Oh, that's so heartfelt, and I hope to find a passion like that one day. Okay, that's all we have for today. Thank you so much for tuning in for today's podcast. I want to give a special thanks to Dr. Naranjani Patel for agreeing to do this and allowing me to get to know more about her career and what makes her love her career. Thank you. Thank you, Aditi. Thank you for the opportunity, and I wish you all the best in your future uh, endeavors and i'm sure you will do excellent job okay whatever you choose to do thank you it means so much coming from you because i hope to find a career or a field that i'm so passionate about just like you are for teaching now let's recap of what we've discussed today the main thing is just being patient and being willing to accept anything that comes your way exploring different fields just finding what you like Another thing is finding your strengths and just narrowing it down to something that you would be willing to do. Along with that, please listen to Dr. Patel's advice. All of it is so valuable regardless of any field. But if you're interested in going to engineering or becoming an educator, she also gave a lot of information on that. So please keep that in mind. Anyways, that's all we have for today. Once again, thank you, Dr. Patel. Thank you, Aditi. And anyways, hope you have an amazing day. Until next time, bye.